Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet, a betting site with a difference. Not only are we offering the best available odds on a United win, we've also got exclusive special bets created by Reds. And as we share half our net profits with the United supporters community, no matter what, the fans can always end up winning. Check out our website, redarmybet.com, or download the app, Red Army Bet. About fans, by fans, for fans. Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm sat in Munich. I'm with Steve Armstrong. I'm with my wife. Steve's with his wife, Kate. Kate was on the podcast last year in Oslo. She's just disappeared. Manchester United play Bayern Munich later on this evening in a friendly. I think there's going to be a huge crowd, 70,000 people. It's really, really hot, as it has been across Europe for most of the summer. I've just been down to the English gardens, the beautiful gardens close to the centre of Munich with a river running through them. People are surfing on the river. There's people out sunbathing. There's quite a lot of United fans out as well. I can see Steve Armstrong sizing up to say something. So I don't know what that's going on. Welcome, Steve. Uh, You're right. Steve, obviously. I missed you. Yeah, I know, mate. Missed you. I've been doing the pods in America. Before we hand over the range to you for a bit. Yeah. And uh, how's your summer been? Yeah, all right. Um, it's been one. I know it's just slagging off pre season tours and <laughs> calling calling people who go on them weirdos. Yeah, I was, I was obviously tongue in cheek, you know how it is. No, I, uh, the, the, the sort of the big money money earner ones, whether it be Far East, Australia, or, or the States, I don't, they don't sit right with me from a fan point of view. I get them commercially, but, you know. European trips have always been my thing and any chance to hop a couple of hours away and have a good time in a brilliant city you don't turn your nose up at it and uh, Munich you know there's obviously a historical importance to Manchester United but it's always been a city that we've always enjoyed coming to and we've always had great times here in terms of great games you know it's just a fantastic city in it so but yeah we uh, we did the English Gardens yesterday that was uh, 38 39 degrees burning hot it was uh, quite a spectacular place but I was laughing now because we watched a porno being filmed in there once is it any good? well I, I didn't I, I've not managed I didn't manage to uh, what type of porno? well I was sat I was sat just having a drink and one of the lads um, who was uh, facing me his jaw just hit the floor and I was like there's something going on behind me that I need to know about you know I'm about to get attacked or something and he just said no turn around and there was some some guy banging some girl so uh, <laughs> while, be, while on camera so uh, so yeah we uh, we stayed and watched we stayed and watched that for a bit I've not managed to find the rerun online anywhere I'll, I'll have it uh, yeah, but yeah uh, you've been googling English a garden English English porno. garden porno yeah but yeah, but yeah it's, big bang it's weird it, I mean it's, it, it was quite funny because I was looking at it thinking this is what Heaton Park should be like um, you know people in, having a great time people filming sort of, porno I mean it was like it was almost like all everybody's family had just got out there for the day out so there was people barbecuing there was people in the, in the water people being it was just a great vibe and you know when you, you look at Eaton Park um, I once I once put it out on the fourth hole at the golf course in Eaton Park and someone had shit in it <laughs> so so you know they, 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 they just do things we should do we should do things we well should, here we should do that the parks of Manchester because when we've touched on local things people people love them and Heaton Park I mean, I'm not from that part of Manchester I've more. been to Heaton Park yeah. uh, from where I'm from would be Longford Park in Stratford, Stratford yeah, yeah. where the Busby Babes used to mm. I wouldn't say socialise mm. but relax I don't know what type of relaxing yeah. they were doing there 
Dunham Park, if you like to go for a family day out in the, the south the, of the city, is beautiful. The thing about, yeah, Dunham's Withenshaw Park. Yeah, Phillips Park in um, Brass City now, innit? So yeah. I, I couldn't go there at the bottom of Briscoe Lane and all that. I, I, I couldn't go there ever again. Platt Lane Park. Oh, that's Alexandra Park, isn't it? Uh, well, in North Manchester, where I'm from, Austin, we, had, we obviously had Eaton Park, but we also had Boggart Old Clough as well. So Boggart Old Clough was where uh, we used to... Uh, is it a cemetery near there? Moston Cemetery is massive because yeah. when Mike Duff did that columns about the cemeteries of Manchester mm. I can remember all these places <laughs> and Mike said his ideal day out is mm. to get eight cans of Stella put them in a plastic bag and go to a cemetery and, and sit on gravestones people it's, are chasing with shovels <laughs> if ever <laughs> it's, quite, yeah. it's quite an unusual ideal yeah. day out the thing about parks though is, is it's like when you you know when you, you you look at what kids are sort of brought up on today in terms of what they've got to entertain themselves and yet we were obsessed back then of being able to get up trees and get conkers down and we've been to Truder in today um, obviously the, the village where the plane crashed and we had a, a mooch around at the memorial and then we went to the, the, uh, the pub at the bottom and uh, there's two massive big conker trees in it I'm 47 years of age and I'm looking up thinking I'm going to get up there and get some of them down in a bit it's, it's, parks were great when you were growing up so I, like, I, I just like you know it's a nice place to chill out but yeah we had a you know I'm going to say it's a great place to chill out we went and sat in the beer garden had about 18 litres of lager one of the parks I used to play on as a kid, Dave Hume Park, two bodies were found in it last week, two 50-year-old men. Chasson Park in Urmston, the Beatles played there in 63. Try to think of other parks around Manchester. We're going to get loads of people tweeting in now. Tweet us, parks of tweet Manchester. Tweet yeah. favourite yeah. parks. Yeah. We should get our, our, our wives on this podcast very, very briefly because they, they have no interest in football. So I'm going to ask them football questions. Kate, how do you think United are going to do this season? And, and, and who is going to be the most important player? My wife is shaking her head. She's the only Brazilian. She's actually now telling me off. She's the only Brazilian who doesn't has no interest in football. Kate, I'll keep it very simple. How will United do this season? Uh, I hope they do really well for my own sanity. Uh, is that because when your husband comes home from selling mag and it's been like just the weather last year was the worst ever in the history of the fans here. Well, where would they finish? Give us a position. One to twenty. <laughs> Three. And who will be the best player? No idea. No idea. <laughs> Hang on, Who's one and two then? Who's going to be first and second? I don't know. No, hang on. Whoa, you can't just fucking say that and then not. No, hang on, because that mean you basically mean City and Liverpool, don't you? Yes, you fucking do. You can fuck off, you. Divorce proceedings starting on a table outside the Hofbrau housing unit. My, my lovely wife. No, no, no. She, just tell me, will United win the league this year? I hope so. Who's your favourite United player? Pogba. <laughs> I'm not. Who's your favourite Brazilian team? Inter. Right. Did you ever watch Inter play? Yes, I did. She didn't. She's lying. She went to the stadium once before she met me, and that was to watch Lenny Kravitz in concert. I went with you. Yeah, you went with me. I'm taking you. In, Inter is. No, I'm not saying you're lying. Inter is the club where Anderson went to, Posse Bonds from. Um, Fred played at Inter Diego Forlan went to Inter um, and my wife from that scene does bore you with all this shit <laughs> yeah it's my, my great excuse I stop? It is, uh, this is how I make my living this is how our children eat food because I know nonsense like this when I go and meet Rodrigo Possibon actually I don't think I've ever monetized Rodrigo but no, you know no. I, uh, <laughs> anyway not. just for the record I, uh, I'm, I don't think United will get uh, anywhere close to City again unfortunately 
Um, I'm not as pessimistic as some. I don't think it's. I don't think we'll win the league. I think it's not pessimism. It's just realism, isn't it? I don't think we'll win the league. But there's just an there's just an aura around United at the minute that isn't great. And if you think about when we came, you know, bouncing in and off, you know, two cups, you know, a European trophy as well, and the last trophy that United to tick the whole box of every single possible trophy that there is left to win you know Mourinho won it we bounced into the season you look at how it went in the first 10 games um, I think I said it we were we were right up there we'd scored four times on six occasions in the first 10 yeah, games yeah. and everything was just flying you know and it just sort of it the buffers at that game against Anfield where it, that, the momentum that United had just ground all it was very very similar to if you remember, United was suddenly take, t- tearing people to pieces for fun. Um, apart- Tell your husband, hurry up here, I'm absolutely <laughs> roasting. Go on. And then we went to we, we went to Leicester and got beat 5-3, and that just derailed that whole season. That was in September, and then Liverpool was in October Similar last thing, year. Yeah, yeah, and then it just never got going. But, you know, I said it in the mag, it was still a season where United went from 69 to 81 points, from sixth place to second place. And yet there's this doom around the ground and around the club. You know, you look at Liverpool, they went backwards by points, stayed in fourth and won nothing again. And yet there's that massive air of positivity at Anfield because they've got this goon of a manager who just goes around punching the air on touchlines. And that's ultimately what I'm bringing it back round to is, is the mood around Manchester United will be impacted positively or negative by how the manager acts and how he conducts himself and how he represents himself and the club in the press and, and in his interviews and stuff. And at the minute, it's just not doing that to the level that he should be doing and you know I'm pretty sure that United will have a solid season but he's just got to lighten up and make everybody just feel a little bit more optimistic and a little bit more better about going to watch football at Old Trafford because that's his job and if he does that it's then it's only every- football isn't it it is only, it's fo- not, it is only football life. but it's also but it's also important to us because you know football takes you from football takes you from places Football's where you get away from the trials and your tribulations of your life and your job and everything else that's going you don't on. when you're selling the fanzine. That becomes <laughs> tribulation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's just got to cheer up and, you know, he can have the biggest impact on the morale and the mood around the players, around the fans and around the club and that's ultimately what he's got to do. So I'm looking for that more than anything else. We might not win the title, but hey, so what? We went years and years and years without winning it and we don't have a right to winning it, but I just want to see Manchester United and I want to see the manager looking and acting like he loves being here and if he does that, then, you know, you never know. A couple of things. You mentioned the mag. It's, we've nearly finished it. It's going to print. I put the cover, which uh, Bandit Nana's done a really good job of. Uh, we've started publicising it over the weekend. Uh, if you can subscribe for the season, that'll really help us out. The links are, are pretty clear. And the mag's out against Leicester, so we'll be selling it. We're looking forward to everybody coming and buying the mag. And then we're in Munich. Uh, I came here and did a podcast from here. On February the sixth, to coincide with the 60th anniversary, and it was very poignant, very interesting. Bayern Munich wheeled out their big guns for that, and I think that was greatly appreciated among United fans. I'm going to meet one of the Bayern Munich directors later on today to find out what makes this huge, great club tick, apart from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and maybe talk about some of the other moments in, in, in Munich and. Because there's been you know, a couple, I'm trying to think when we've avoided defeat here. I'd booked a flight to come to the last time United played here in 2014 when Patrice Evra scored that rocket. I cancelled the flight the day before because my wife rudely gave birth to our daughter that morning. And I said, sure, I can't go because I paid for it. 
It's true that, isn't it? I remember that, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't come to me. Yeah, you time. need to get your act together. And then uh, you should be letting me go. <laughs> and then the veterans played out here a year ago. And I can remember coming in 2001. That was the only time I saw a player get the better of Roy Keane in central midfield. And that was a Stefan Effenberg. He was fantastic. That was in the old... Olympic Stadium and then I can apart from whenever he played against Gerard. yeah I think Gerard got the barricade pretty much yeah Gerard. pretty much every time I'm trying to think when when did Gerard come break through 01 02 somewhere like back yeah. on the Munich thing that's um, if you remember though they we were talking about the treble season before and obviously Bayern Munich were in the group yeah they were um, and it was like that. the proper group of death yeah, wasn't it with, um, with Barca yeah, um, and Bromby yeah but if I remember you, you wouldn't was, get a group like that now no I would yell well I, if I also remember though another time where um, didn't Michael cock it right up one to let one in quite late on there was that one uh, but the, the, the ever goal because we were in that Moy season and I was saying to someone on Twitter the other day about the Moy season as much as it was dismal it actually because we all realised what was happening round about sort of November, December time and we could just see it unravelling everybody just concentrated on having an absolute blast but we'd probably had our best performance of the season in that 5-0 in Leverkusen yeah um, freezing though. and we did alright in Europe and then yeah. when we went um, when we went when we went and scored that pile driver from yeah. Everett yeah. that was probably the best minute of an absolute goon around that we've had in absolutely years at United it was absolute mayhem because it was almost like we were actually starting to think could someone as um, you know as hapless as David Marks actually end up winning you know a European Cup it was it was mad to go one up over there, over there but you know we, we caught that up at Old Trafford um, yeah when the, and when Danny Welbeck was clean yeah. through on goal yeah. and decided he forgot who he was for a minute and tried to chip Manuel Neuer yeah. um, and just generally end all chances that we had um, and in the preceding game against Olympiacos this never came up publicly but David May David um, da- not David May hello David I know you listen to these podcasts David Moyes changed the lineup half an hour before kickoff. Olympiacos uh, yeah, away. Yeah, I know at home. At home. Yeah, he's actually criticised for it, but he called it right. Yeah, he, 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 he changed it. No, I, did. I remember the away because that was probably one of the worst yeah, performances was. I've seen in, yeah. by Manchester United abroad. Yeah, um, yeah I think when like a 34-year-old mm. Spaniard was man of the match or Argentine yeah. for. I remember coming in. We came here for that Audi tournament as well. Yeah. A pre- I can't yeah. remember. I can't remember the score or who played. I can't even remember what year it was. But it's a great city, isn't it? Yeah, it's it? top. Yeah, it's top. And, I mean, I've, I, I, in a previous life, I, w- I used to work here. I was coming out here pretty much for two two days a week. Um, so I know the city very well. Um, I just like... I, I just love big, busy, old, bustling old cities. I mean, you know, people slag London off, but London's one of the greatest cities in the world. And Munich's got a bit of London about it. It's got its, it's, got its social parts. It's got its entertainment parts. It's got its... It's a dining, very wealthy city. Very wealthy city. But it's all, you know, but it, it ultimately it functions on the commerce of the car industry. And, yeah. Um, in the same way, London's very much a financial institution that belongs to the rest You're of the world. You're not being paid by the Bavarian Ministry for Tourism and Commerce, no, are absolutely, you? absolutely not. No, I'm not being paid by anybody. Not even you. <laughs> uh, we're outside the Hofbrau House, which is, I think, it is the most famous beer hall. And when United fans were here in uh, February, they were up on the table singing. I'll tell you the best. We were chatting about this before about because um, obviously the Oktoberfest gets all of these 
you know, everybody knows about it. But do you remember when we were in Stuttgart? Yeah. Um, for they're, their version. They had a really good one, didn't yeah. they? I think it's called the Vault Fest, yeah. the, like the f- Festival yeah, of the People that. or something like that. 2002, In those big huts. Yeah. And that was just... Because by all accounts, Oktoberfest is the biggest, but that, that one's meant to be the best. Right. So we were there. How um, do you define what's bigger or better, though? No, no. How I'm pissed just, you get? Well, if, if I remember rightly, like, the whole hut was just full of, like, United. Yeah. Um, and if you remember the band, Cotton Don, that were all United, and um, they just started singing songs that could be turned into United songs. So if you remember, there was that, there was that really thick girl called Heidi and her band. Yeah. And um, she cottoned on that uh, when she did Brown Girl in the Ring, everybody was going mental to Rude Van Nisseroy and everybody was up throwing beer around on tables. It was just, just a great atmosphere. But, but it's like Germans just, they, they have a great beer culture um, in the same way that the French and the Spanish have a great going out and having a, a, a social glass of wine. It's not like at home where people just feel the need to get absolutely obliterated. And, uh, and get out of the out of the trees. It's it's different. It's, it's I got in trouble with you after that Stuttgart game, and I didn't really know you so well at the time. <laughs> and it, it it just shows as a journalist that you've got to be careful. Uh, I I I said after the game, I went and had some McShit. And you were working for McDonald's was, at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wasn't happy with you, was I? You weren't happy with me. No, no, and no. I, I wouldn't have been happy either. I, mean, I, I still actually eat at McDonald's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so do I. No, I, uh, no but it was, um, you know, it's com- companies, companies, get, companies get a lot of grief and for various things and stuff like that. You know, as I said to you at the time, is, is well, prove it. Yeah. You know, uh, so define it and prove it. And, you, yeah. you know, you didn't know what you're doing, did you? So, you know, it's, it's a standard. But it is, but it's, it's like one of these things, you know, people, we, we say things um, sometimes and, you know, we're, we're sometimes not aware of the implications. Yeah, you've got a, I think responsibility yeah. comes with, with, with journalism. And yeah. Also, when you're talking about something, there's often two or three sides to a story. So you might write what you think is the truth. And it's actually a do you know version what, do you know of what the my, truth. Do you know what my, and I, even though I'm, I'm no longer with the business, but my ferocious defence of that organisation is always and always will be on behalf of every single person who works damn hard for that company. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So whenever anybody says something, whether it's a bit of a joke, which yeah. it was for you, yeah, yeah. But, but when people say, seriously, you know, I, I don't work for them anymore, but I will fight any fucker who wants to have a go at that business because it was very good to me. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the new season, and uh, <laughs> and I should move on at this point. I'm just offering anyone out who wants to argue about me chicken McNuggets, but yeah, I'm also looking forward to the new season. You're more of a chicken wing man, anyway. I know. I love that. chicken wings. Yeah, yeah. I can tell um, you've still got it around your mouth. Yeah, I, I, if I've got a guilty pleasure, it is chicken wings from a hard rock cafe. It's hardly snorting cut off a prostitute's ass, is it? No, it's, hardly it's a fairly, fairly tame guilty pleasure. Yeah, that it is. It is. Anyway, that prostitute over there looking <laughs> at us. Right, I'm gonna try and have a rest for an hour and then get into the ground. Hopefully, meet you later on. Yeah. I suspect I won't do it from being honest because I'll be getting in the ground really, really early. I reckon you'll probably have. How many pints do you think you'll have before the game? Oh, we're in liters here. Right, not you're pints. in liters. Yeah, yeah. And I, I reckon. That you'll probably roll in the, into the ground two minutes before kickoff, so we might say well, with the, the best the, intentions well, that I'll meet you later, well, but I'm not going to meet you later. You know, you're, you know, the, the idea of not making it's already been mooted. Okay, I've emailed, I've texted Steve on European trips, like in Amsterdam. So where are you, mate? I'll come and meet you on like Tuesday at 9 p.m. And he's replied to me on Friday at 11 a.m. <laughs> you know, can't remember where he's been. 
Anyway, she still hasn't forgiven me. I got home. I think it was, I was uh, I was about three days late home from Stockport. Stur Stockport, Stuttgart. Um, I still haven't been forgiven for that. Anyway, great to be talking to you again, Steve. You looking forward to doing the, the podcast again this year? Not really. All right. You looking forward to selling United <laughs> We Stand Not this really. season? No. Yes, you are. I, I know you love selling it. <laughs> If it wasn't for selling a mag, I probably wouldn't go. But uh, yeah, no, I am serious. And, and, and the joking apart, I do, uh, I do enjoy some of the absolute nut jobs that I bump into, particularly on the away games at podcasts. So many people came up to me in America and, and they listened to them. And to listen to people from Fresno saying, "What about that guy on the bus after after the game at West Ham?" Well, it just um, blows Umber- your mind. Umberto's back garden was the highlight of last season. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But, um, that or um, the guy who did a shit on his neighbour's lawn. Yeah, yeah. Mike Hilton. Yeah, yeah. Lord's time. He's the world's world's worst postman. Him. Right. <laughs> Lord's time. If he was your postman, nothing gets through, nothing gets through your letterbox. And the if you Lord- ever want your mail, go and look in a lake. So hopefully we'll have some similar moments this year because them lads are capable of humour. Yeah. I'll give them that. Well, it's the thing, you know, we're back on the, uh, you know, so, so, I, I, just on a, a bit of a final point, I'd, I've been really quite apathetic about the season and not really looking forward to it, but it was almost like put the first mag article in and now I'm out here and put the, got the bus booked for Brighton and everything's almost like, you know, back, back, back to the normal routine and... And, and I'm really looking forward to just it's, for, listen you know we can say all we like about the football and what's going on in the pitch but football ultimately is you're part of a tribe you're part of a community and there is absolutely nothing better than meeting some of the, your favourite people in the world your best mates and centering, centering it around this fantastic thing called Manchester United and that's what it's all about for me We appreciate the support of our sponsors and Harry's, who make razors, have got a special offer for United We Stand listeners. So what's their story? For decades, one big razor company has relentlessly increased prices and reaped immense profits at the expense of their customers. So Jeff and Andy, two ordinary guys, were fed up with being ripped off and they started Harry's to fix shaving. They knew that there was one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory. By taking less profit and selling directly over the internet, Harry's offers their blades at half the price. Their amazing quality blades are half the price of the leading five blade brand. So what do you get with Harry's? You get the blades that I've been telling you about, you get a weighted ergonomic handle, you get a rich shave gel, and you get a travel blade cover as well. You can get started shaving with Harry's today by claiming your trial set for only £3.95. Support our podcast and get your trial set delivered to you including a razor handle, five-blade cartridge, foaming shave gel, and travel blade cover by going to harrys.com forward slash united right now. That's harrys.com forward slash united. Memorial. Have you got, have you got I'm in Munich outside the Hofbahnhof. I'm going up now to the Allianz Stadium just by the Schilling Bar, also known as the Boxing Bar. It's a very popular home when Manchester United fans are in Munich. And I just bumped into a big group of lads who probably had a beer today. Um, I'm not sure. Dirty Nick, how's your day been? <laughs> it's beautiful. Do you like Munich? Yeah. What have you done here today? Just been having a few beers? A lot, beers. You just told me there's a third memorial to yeah, the Munich Air Disaster. Yeah, Where? Just come here because the winds. The winds. Uh, can, can you put on? You, can you put can a you picture put on your then? phone? Yeah. Can you put a picture on? But your you're phone? on the podcast now. Right, you know. You know the new memorial. Yeah. The new memorial. If you go across the road, is yeah. it turn right, Gary? Go to, across the road to right. Is it's like the first memorial is yeah. a, a picture of our, our Holy Father. Yeah. On 
it's a crucifix like the Holy Father yeah. literally just round the corner isn't it? Yeah. nobody knew about it now, I went out to Stratford Enders Worldwide yeah and uh, somebody put it on there right and so I said to you today then again I said come on let's go and find that yeah. but uh, we were looking for the plaque when we got it and we couldn't find it and then me Rhino was it you yeah, me, Rhino, and you. We yeah. found it round the corner. Yeah. It's, it's, you know the original memorial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing? yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same as that, Gary. Right. Now, this country's not a Catholic country, right? And this is what I said. This country's not a Catholic country. So, Lutheran, Luther, 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 Luther. Yeah, yeah. So, you wouldn't have that. You wouldn't have that if it wasn't a Catholic country. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's obvious. And somebody told me that's where the nose of the plane actually ended up. I don't know this. I'm only going back what some people All right. Talking. But it's strange how that... Wait, How are you wait. feeling about United this season? No good. Why? Light years behind City. Light years behind City, mate. Light years behind City. Light years. We're no good. But everyone, everyone slugs Mourinho. I'm not a fan. But who's after him, Andy? You tell me. Who's after him? Who, who, who would your next manager be? If I had to, if Mourinho left the club tomorrow for yeah. whatever reason, yeah. and you wanted me to choose the ideal. Manchester United manager of anyone in the world yeah. uh, that would be Pep Guardiola yeah we ain't getting that we no no yeah, you know what I mean that, hypothetical. that's All like right. saying I'd rather have Alex Ferguson but yeah I would rather yeah, well, you, you, it's not going to happen is it no it's not going to happen um, I mean I'll back Mourinho this year who else is around Ancelotti's always had a very good record but he's, that's not going to happen well, either busted. you might as well you get know, Omar Expel it's a difficult one yeah, there, is, there isn't the an obvious one there ain't, there ain't. No. No, there's always are... a flavour of the month there's well, always a Zidane is available now what's he handled you tell me what's he handled well he's one he's fucking I could manage I could manage that thing I could fucking and somebody, somebody was saying about Klopp Klopp is a serial loser he's a serial loser alright I want to fucking in the Glasgow Celtic fucking league or whatever it's called but he's a serial loser he's been beaten in two European Cup finals Jose Mourinho for me and I'm not a fan of Jose Mourinho I, I think he's the only chance we fucking got on the side. I really do I don't like his football I don't like most things about Jose Mourinho I don't like his attitude I don't like his fucking I don't like his interviews it looks like a fucking smackhead the way he's coming out these days. Do you reckon saying, they'd like your interviews? I've got great news. Yeah, we all fucking taping it, so you tell me. <laughs> oh, we've also with Gary Thompson. <laughs> Gary, uh, how are you feeling about United this season? I'm a little bit more upbeat than John. Um, <laughs> Did I, I read that you're going to stop going to away games last year? I'm going to start picking and choosing a bit more. Okay. Um, Games on Sundays, 200 miles from home, don't appeal anymore. All right. So I'll be picking and choosing a little bit. Do you not go to Brighton? I'm not going to Brighton, as it stands. Right. But things can change. Um, No, I I think I agree with John. We're we're probably third or fourth favourites. But I don't know how much faith I've got in Mourinho. I don't care for the fella. I don't like his his demeanour. Uh, I don't think he's very charismatic. He used to be. I don't think he is now. I think he is in, in person. Well, when we interviewed him yeah, in United We Stand, he was decent. But I get what you're saying. I, I, I was in America and I saw every press conference and I was thinking, you know, I was wincing. Lighten up a bit. Yeah. yeah. Why aren't yeah. you your manager in Manchester yeah. United? It's, it's almost as though he's got a, a nine to five job in a factory that he doesn't enjoy. It should be the best job in world football, but, but, really. But wasn't that his dream job? He used to say, wasn't that his dream job how he wanted to manage United? I, I wonder if he just wants United on his CV, and he's got it on his CV. Uh, he won a couple of trophies in his first season. I thought last season was a total club. Uh, well, I, I won't say a disaster, because a lot of people will say, what are you on about? We finished second. I just thought the football was terrible. I think... When did you start going to United? 
I went to my first game in 1967. It was a charity shield game. How did the, the football last season under Mourinho? People will be able to make comparisons with Van Hal. How did it compare with like Dave Sexton? It's similar, yeah? similar to the Sexton era. Because he lost yeah. his job because of that. Because yeah. eventually. And, and we spoke to Martin Edwards about this the crowd started to go down and he couldn't ignore him no. and he lost his job even though he finished second and finished the season strongly. and you know Dave Sexton won his last 10 games yeah he won his last he 10 was, matches but the damage, the damage had been done yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the football under Sexton was mind numbing but I think uh, I don't think there's a lot of difference and again I'll probably get a bit of stick for this I don't think there's much difference between this fella's football and Van Gaal's football I, I, can't, I can't see Kenny I'm with you I can't see I, can't I don't see think there's, uh, there's little if any difference changed. nothing's uh, changed Mourinho's a serial winner I think he put all his eggs in the winning the FA Cup last season we didn't win it runners up does that mean anything particularly whether you finish second third or fourth does it really make any difference it, 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 it does I'm not if, sure it does if you've used Bayern Arsenal or Chelsea but not what do you think City. about the way because I feel if this season doesn't start well then we're going to hit real problems we've done Surveys among match-going United fans pretty consistently, and he he's still got the majority. Um, maybe because there's no obvious plan B what, for whatever reason. There is, and support for him dropped significantly after the severe game and with the, the struggle towards the end of the season. I, I, I think if United are not looking like title contenders three months in, that's when we're going to I think, I think, hit real problems. I think if we get to November and we're seven or eight points behind the odd lot, I yeah. think there's going to be real pressure on him. And Andy, you tell me you what do you think? I've do you just think told we, you. Do you think we're title contenders? We're not. No, we're no, nine no, million no, no, no. years. I've just, told, I've just told you yes. what I think. Um, I don't no think United are going to no win, win the league this no year. Chance. The optimistic side of me hopes that Pogba is is better. That Martial stays in is better. I'm laughing as I say that. That, Mar- that uh, Marcus Rashford continues yeah. to improve. That Victor Lindelof plays something like he did in the World Cup finals. That's my most optimistic yeah, view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. United don't lose against the promoted teams yeah, yeah, as they yeah. did last season yeah. while also yeah. maintaining the very good results you know beating City away last but season was thing. good beating Arsenal away it's, now you mentioned um, you and mean, I hope for that as a United fan well you mentioned Sexton before yeah now Sexton had always beat Liverpool had always beat Chelsea had always beat Arsenal so we'd beat Chelsea and Arsenal we'd beat Chelsea we, Penelope, every year Penelope, annually in Penelope we beat Liverpool every, that was our cup final Liverpool was our cup final we beat Liverpool where did you stand or sit in those days the Sexton era at Old Trafford. Yeah, rolled me. Did you? I, I was, I, I, I put, Where were you, Gary? I, I was a scoreboard pallet yeah. boy back then. Were you? Yeah. So the scoreboard was. It was where all the loons went. In then. the corner. Yeah. yeah. And that, that went when the family stand opened in yeah. 84. Yeah, that's right. And all yeah. the lunatics went oh, in. Oh, yeah, it was a lunatic enclosure. What, yeah, was, yeah, what was the atmosphere like? It was, in, it was incredible. If the, if the big boys sold you to sing, you sang. Yeah. It was as simple as that, yeah. I know um, one lad, well, I met a lad in 92 called Ozzy from London. And he stopped going to Old Trafford when they closed the, that scoreboard end <laughs> down. He was livid about it. Yeah, he said, yeah, I, he, yeah, and he just yeah, went to away yeah. matches. I think yeah, yeah, a part yeah. of Old Trafford went when the scoreboard panic yeah, yeah, went. Yeah, yeah. There were some characters in there, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, high up, low down? Because it was big one. It was like it was, the Stratford Paddock. I used to go in the Stratford Paddock. Paddock, yeah. What were you saying about the scoreboard end? Behind the goal? Paddock. The paddock. Oh, the paddock. The scoreboard paddock. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a big old end. Between K and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some characters in there. It was all Colliers. I was... George Lyons, all them fucking lunatics from Colliers. All them. I, rem- I, rem- I remember I remember when we City beat us 4-0 in the, in the League Cup match on a Tuesday night or Wednesday night whatever. I remember United waited for Colliers to come in we, we went in the end 
no one's going in there and we've colonists coming they all have big beards and big long hair they were all big men and everyone followed sit yeah, yeah, up yeah. the stairs yeah, yeah. behind that colliers lot Dave Willis George Lyons Mickey yeah. Farrell all them like and we chased them all over the fucking place then honestly I swear to God that, I mean, that's, a, that's a God that's a God's honest truth that I'm on the metro to the stadium I'm outside the stadium, there's one hour to kick off and I saw a man with a, a green and yellow United shirt with Cantonau on the back. He looked quite striking and he told me he's from Slovenia and introduced me to some Slovenian Reds. And and you call yourself Stratford Enders. This is the yes, name of your group. Stratford Enders, Slovenia. And tell me about your journey here today. How long has it taken to get to Munich? We arrived yesterday. It takes. It took about uh, seven hours. Six, seven hours. Driving. Because, yeah, driving by cars. And how big is United support in Slovenia? And how would it compare to other big clubs, Liverpool or Barca or Bayern Munich? Well, I think we are one of the biggest groups, if not the biggest. Yeah. And how long has your group been going? And, and why uh, United? What first attracted you? <laughs> uh, for um, for me, personal was uh, my dad was uh, is responsible. Let me say. Okay. Uh, when I was a kid, he told me uh, Bobby Charlton was uh, his favorite player, although he's not football supporter like me, but. Uh, then, later I decided for Man United in the field. Then later. So, where do you watch games? Um, in, in pubs in Slovenia? And you, yeah. some of you, is it right, some of you even have season tickets? Yeah, we'll at least, if we can, at least 10 games this season, we go to, to Old Trafford. That's fantastic. Yeah, and some European away games, if possible. Yeah. But then mainly at home, at pubs, I mean... Oh, different versions of it, yeah. yeah. Depending on the time or where your mates are, or you know, like everybody else. And um, you follow a team also locally in in Slovenia? Or? Yeah, I yes. do, but not, not no, as not, much as United. As much the as league United. is quite difficult. Yeah, it's shite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's but the old in the old um, Yugoslav days, there, yeah. there was yeah. it's a very strong league, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, but that was a long time yeah, no, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many yeah. Of we were strong. Our supporters yeah. were not married. But not uh, born yet. And yeah. who was the strongest Slovenian team traditionally? Maribor. Maribor, of course. Yeah, They're Maribor. often yeah, uh, yeah, in the Champions League. Yeah. In, in, in the cha Champions League. Or in League. European competitions. How do you feel about United this season? Not good. No? Honestly, I think a fourth place is going to be a good result. Really? Yeah, especially if you look at our manager. I mean, every time I look at him, I'm like sad like he is because no like he doesn't give me any good feelings about he just nope. he just whines and whines and whines and I think that we should whine and he should kind of like calm us down but we all know him 
I honestly think before the new year we're gonna have a new manager. Really? Yeah, honestly. Really? I'm how, very afraid of it. How have your numbers been affected in recent years when Manchester United have not been doing so well? Honestly, me personally, I don't care about the results. I just love the trip, the experience. The I love Manchester. I love everything around it. And the result, the, result, the result is just the cherry on top of the cake. But you know, it wasn't usually a good cake. Are there any other big support groups for English teams in in Slovenia? Well, <laughs> that's you a should, tough one. I don't know. I don't know because I don't ask around. I yeah. honestly, I don't give an ass. There's no city. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, there ain't no city No, there used to be Chelsea fans. So, how many of you have come here? There's loads of you. Uh, Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yeah. I'm very impressed. 35. Last year, last year in Skopje, yes. there was uh, about, about uh, fifty of us. Sixty. Yeah, 60. yeah, about yeah, sixty. I was there in yeah. one year yeah, ago. Yeah, one year ago. One year ago today. Today, yeah. <laughs> and the weather was also like this. Yeah. No, this was yeah. hotter. hotter. A bit warmer. <laughs> a bit warmer, yeah. A bit hotter, yeah. A bit hotter. So tell somebody listening to this in Manchester or in England about Slovenia as a country. Because I've been to the, the capital, Ljubljana, for one or two days, but yeah. it was a long time ago. But it was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, Slovenia is a small country and you can go like from the Alps to the seaside. You've got good skiers, no? Yeah, we got of great course. skiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah and skiers. ski Football jumpers player, and I mean, cyclists and all. And every sport we have one that's You're good. You're well, welcome to you see. Know? Yeah. But I'll I come. think the main yeah. thing about Slovenia is you can go from the Alps to the seaside yeah. in about two hours or two hours drive. That's one it. of my friends has just become the manager of um, Istres in uh, Croatia. Uh -huh, okay. That's quite close to you, no? Very yeah, close. Yeah. yeah? Two and a half hours, three. Is that all it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's in the top flight. Great, boys. Nice to meet you Thank all. Thank you. When Bayern Munich can take the best players from the second best team. Yeah. That's a killer, really. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the it's the big yeah. It's a big, it's a big issue. issue all all the time. So yeah. in recent years, I, I know Rios went. In, who else went from no, from Dortmund to um, no? Hoist is still Dortmund. Yeah, but it's Lewandowski, Lewandowski, Götze, Hummels. Yeah. Also Hummels, yeah. And it's like that every year. Now now they now they bought Goretzka, who was the best one of the best players, the defining players of Schalke. So you're just pushing away all. all oh, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. I mean, Schalke loses their best player, and Bayern gets one. There has been, there has been the, the, the transfer kind of tactic of, of Bayern Munich for decades. So There's a lot of critique no. on that, but Bayern respond. The people are are responsible. Whenever they're, they're approached with this, then they say, "Well, we are Bayern Munich. Why wouldn't we be interested in, in, in requiring in, in acquiring the best players of Germany?" And then recently, what's interesting, what Rummenigge said is, "We want to have a German German locker room." That we want to keep it German. We want to, you know, have more German international okay. players. So change it slightly. That's that has. I think that's a, a, a slight shift. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they they still had their international players like James Rodriguez, yeah. Lewandowski. Real Madrid are going more Spanish. Yeah, yeah. So it might be. That could be a trend. Maybe it's. Um, so this 50 plus one is a big issue at the moment. Mm. Not necessarily for Bayern Munich, but to help the other clubs. So if someone, I mean, Schalke, Schalke is a huge club. Borussia, the massive clubs, aren't they? Yeah, they are. But, um, but the revenues are. They, I mean, they are. They are in uh, in depth, like by. Why do you say the Bundesliga is in decline internationally? 
come. They they haven't they haven't been really so su- successful since the the Wembley final. That was in 2013, and since only Bayern they they make it they make it to the semi-finals at the Champions League. But like all the other clubs, they have literally very very big trouble winning against clubs like Fulham or, or Slovenian teams or Olympic Marseille or yeah, like I mean, Schalke, this... Schalke lost to Ajax Amsterdam two years ago and but we, we, we don't really, we haven't really found out yet I feel like you know it's 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 the ongoing debate in football right now also with obviously with the with the bad World Cup yeah you know, it's, yeah yeah we had the we had the really good um, youth system yeah we're kind of one of the first after maybe France I think they had like a really good youth system but it's kind of in decline as well like we're it, we feel like we, like when when we uh, were world champions four years ago. After that, so much satisfaction with everything that kind of you know. It's also let, a systematic thing. Like they have been producing so many um, good, technically skilled, fast, quick, small, rather short players. Like guys like Götze. And other than that, they don't. They haven't really been producing good defenders, like good strikers. Germany has a huge problem producing a good striker. Like we don't. We don't have any good quality world-class strikers right now. We don't have a Harry Kane here. Yeah. So, when I look from the outside, I see the Bundesliga has the highest attendances in the world. Fans, I know there's always issues, but ticket prices are really affordable. Oh, yeah. You have safe standing. You have a very good atmosphere. It's four big positives there. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what I was about to say earlier. We have these two, two kind of uh, divided yeah. Uh, lines. Yeah. lines the, the, but then the again... The ones that say we're, we're happy with, with exactly this. We want atmosphere. We want you know, we want, want to keep our traditions. And the other one saying we have to be competitive in the European stage. And it's... it's I mean, the, it's... It's going like this, and they, they can't be they can't be on the same page. But then also the level of, of, of um, the quality of the games. Um, there's a huge variation. You have good games like when Schalke, Dortmund, and maybe Bayer Leverkusen are playing. But you have really, really, really boring and shitty games when you have teams like Augsburg, Hertha Berlin. You know all the teams. And they, all, they all play this, the same style. I don't know if it's if it's if it's uh, the issue in England as well. But with the you know like the, the really strong counter attack style. You know we have Domenico Tedesco, the, the the young coach of Schalke, who is kind of who, who is perfected that kind of that, that style of play. It's that you know you don't you don't really you didn't want to possess the ball anymore. You, you give it away to win it back and and uh, to score that way and. That kind of uh, that kind it's of a tactical issue. So, so it's counter attack. It's, 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 it's yeah. It's basically it's counter attack. So like we basically radical counter attacking. We we defend and so we win the ball and bang. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need the ball. Yeah. Exactly. This is, this is how Leipzig's playing. This is how Schalke is playing. This is how most of middle class yeah. teams like Augsburg started are playing. with Klopp, Klopp's Dortmund yeah. in 2011. Yeah. He's the guy that started it. There are two different kind of thinking schools. It's the, the Leipzig one and the Dortmund one. They're, they're different. But they're, the, the Leipzig is even more radical. And it's you know it's, it's kind of like uh, so much economic economic football playing that you know you have people like uh, our. 
TV experts and them saying now, like we need we need a counter movement again. You know, we don't have to. We, we can't be so technical in our approach to to also do the um, like to to develop youth players. We we can't be so technical in our mindset. We have to give them more freedom again. They have to you know they have to be make their own decisions on the field and this this kind of I mean these are like two three four separate uh, issues going yeah. on yeah. in uh, in German football right What's now. What's the legacy of Guardiola here? Was he a big success or was he seen quite as a cold person? His, his, football wise his, he was great he was outstanding like he changed the, the whole idea of people watching the game and people analyzing the game he would have he would have games of Bayern Munich and he would change the lineup even within the games and you I mean we kind of we, that's the stuff that we see from the, from the media stand like he would go and play a, a three line defending yeah. and then all of a sudden there would be five Yeah, and we didn't have that before and then I don't see much of it now either to be honest and I think I think Guardiola really he, he gave German football a lot of it in the sense of looking at the game and analyzing the game and then as a person I mean he He learned, he learned German quite easily. He get, he, all the press conferences were in German. He, he, he always um, emphasized that how much he liked living here. Because people in, in Germany, they if he goes to the beer garden, they would sort of leave him alone. I think he appreciated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, the ending, obviously, he, he never made it to the final of the yeah, Champions yeah. League. So, uh, that was a bit of a blow, but... Yeah, and in, in, the, in, end, in the end, it was, it was also it was a little frustrating hearing him hearing him talk. And he, he wouldn't he he he, meant he just he just said the same things over and over again. I mean, <laughs> analyzing the game with him was great, but then he wasn't really also too some, some personal stuff. Uh, he wasn't really too good at communicating with the media because he sort of he looked down on, on us. Yeah, yeah. And he was asked that sometimes. They yeah. asked, him, "Why do you believe that the reporters have no clue?" And then he would be like, I did not say that. Yeah. <laughs> so. so it's an interesting time for German football. Oh yeah, love it, It's a crossroads because yeah. you have so many things which are hugely successful and yet there are big question marks. Also, yeah, the, 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 the Kicker magazine, yeah. you know, they, they, they asked all those questions in a like big series last right. year. Like when, Especially when all the teams went out of the Europa League, really, really. <laughs> so that was last season. Yeah, that was last that season. Hoffenheim, Cologne, and uh, it had to be a C against really, really bad yeah. teams. Paddy Crerand. Yes. How was your summer? Boring. You're going to speak before me. You can't just say I, boring. I, I, it was boring, actually. No football. What did you do? do Absolutely you not, nothing. Do you not enjoy your break from football? No, I don't. I love football. But, you know, you're travelling all throughout the year and you have Excellent. a bit of a break from it. No, but I, I, I like watching football. Did you like the World Cup? Who did you support? Everybody but England. Right. <laughs> but you, no, I support our players, of course. You support... Out, who's our? I, I, I was, well, Manchester United. Right. So... Well, what oh, do you oh, mean by our? Well, I mean, because our, because... You, you, you think you're Irish but you weren't born in Ireland you've lived in England all your life you pay your taxes to the Queen of England and yet you were born in Scotland so I want to know who you were supporting in the World Cup Scotland weren't in it Ireland weren't in it and I, 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 I heard rumours that you had a George Cross on from your bedroom window <laughs> just could you confirm or deny them no I wasn't supporting them in the World Cup I was hoping England would do well because they're first from United of course who impressed you out the United lads a lot of them had good World Cups didn't they 
I, th I thought the World Cup this year was the worst World Cup I've seen in a long, long time. I'm, I can go back to 1970 when the Brazil team we were absolutely out of this world. Fantastic. Seen 74. 74 for Holland were fantastic. And 78. So you thought the standard was poorer? I thought the standard was very I poor. Was some yeah. good games. I enjoyed it. Oh, no. I, I didn't think it was any great at all. 1970. I saw footage of you during this World Cup from 1970. Oh, yeah. Arguing with Brian Clough, Clough on television. Wrong with that? Nothing, it was good. I'm just really surprised that you were arguing with Brian Clough. I wonder if well, you, two, you two in a room would have got on fine. We did, we, well, politically we got on fine, but yeah. sometimes in football we can we can argue. He's a great fellow, actually, Brian Clough, I must say. And we did, and the great thing about that programme, we, we, we spent three weeks in London, and it was great fun because we did argue. We, you don't agree with everybody all the no. time. And the great thing about it, for the first time, I think, in the history of, of television, you've seen people in television arguing with each other you don't see that today do you no no well, we were arguing with myself and Brian for ages about the standard of football and blah 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 and we're probably not going to talk too much about the game tonight because it wasn't yeah, the best I, I know but to be fair in that fact to be fair to United it's all kids that were playing there's a lot of there are a lot of experienced players out there Paddy uh, yeah well a lot of it was crap yeah, it was a great crap. game it was, an, it was a game but it's a hot climbing situation it looked at one stage as if nobody was ever going to had a Glasgow up. climate no no you don't get this climate in Glasgow we, I've, we, I've heard this summer it's been decent I, yeah, it hasn't Manchester as well it's been decent as well how are you feeling surprise, about surprise. this season with United I think City will be the team to beat mm. everybody City will be the team to beat I expect Liverpool to do well this this season as well wait. wait for me will you please one more minute so I, I expect United will be in that shuffle but there's four teams I think can win the league and United are one of them yeah United are one of them do you think yeah. they need to bring anyone in they're going for a central defender they've got five how many have they got, got six. six well six no they've got they've got Rojo Smalling yeah, Jones Lindelof Chuanzebe Daly Blin could well, play there and he's gone did you ever play centre half no I wasn't quick enough but I was clever enough so did you ever play centre half I'm too not really no. no 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 played no. As, a, as a defensive midfielder defensive midfield player attacking midfield player kicked a few people in my time would you be good enough to get in the current United team and that's an unfair question that's fact because you're looking at the past there would be quite a few players from them in the United present day team they would ah, but you would have because you're looking back to it you're talking about world class players yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. world class yeah. players but George Best and Charlton yeah they were world, world class players I went to George's bar in Hermosa Beach on the pre-season oh, tour yeah he wasn't um, there was he no, I mean no, there's God pictures of him, him. On, on the wall I'm not surprised and um I walked around and I thought, I'm not surprised why you came to live here. We just follow like girls in bikinis. <laughs> was that why you were it, there? It was a beach. I went in the name of journalism, Paddy. You know me to research the bar where George once. Oh, drank. so you used a false alias and a false yeah, identification. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually married. You've met my wife. I know my, how my, wife, my wife's in Munich. Well, lovely, lovely to speak to you. Um, I'll you, see you through the on, season anyway. Planning on going to most of the games this season? I, yeah, probably them all. I'm hoping for better things, actually. So that's it from this podcast. The next podcast will be brought to you after the Leicester City game. We've got a new United We Stand on sale. If you want to subscribe for the season, you can do that now. 
go to uwsonline.com and you've got full subscription details there. We'll be posting the mags out from Manchester as soon as we get them on Friday and we're bringing you the next podcast on Saturday. Until then, goodbye. Thanks for listening to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet. We offer the best available odds on a United win as well as a host of special bets created by Reds. With half our net profits being donated to United supporters groups, Red Army Bet is about fans, by fans, for fans. Check out our website, redarmybet.com or download the app. Red Army Bet, we all follow United.